You are now tuned in to the AddictedToSuccess.com podcast, where geniuses, entrepreneurs, and next-level game-changers share their juicy little secrets on achieving massive success. This is the advice you wish you heard years ago. Be prepared and take note as we expose the realness and the raw of what it takes to be successful on AddictedToSuccess.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown. So before we get into this interview, I just wanted you to know that I have officially launched my new continuity month-by-month mentorship program called Elevate. And once you apply, you then land in the 10-year vision game plan arena where I teach you how to cast a powerful 10-year vision. I mean, the, the vision is everything. The vision is what I casted seven years ago with Jordan Belfort, The Wolf of Wall Street, which has given me so much power that has really given me so much clarity and confidence in my life to achieve all the incredible things that I've been able to achieve and to connect with some of the most inspiring people in this world. So if you would love to learn how to create a powerful 10-year vision so that you can achieve massive success make sure you head over to imjoelbrown.com slash vision and apply today and I will see you in there. I'll take you under my wing month by month, year by year. Let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and I'm here today with Tim Kosliev, who is the founder of Daily Dose, a massive social media, motivational account media platform that has uh, gained over 1.3 million followers. Tim is an absolute amazing individual. He is an incredible entrepreneur, a digital marketer that has hit the top of the list as number one on Forbes as one of the most influential marketers right now. And he is also featured in the Huffington Post and many other media outlets. So guys, this is Tim. Tim, thank you so much for jumping on the Addicted to Success podcast. It's great to finally have you on here, mate. Thanks, Joe. I'm looking forward to it. You know, we've uh, been communicating for a while, but finally we're on the roll. Yes, To yes. show people what we got. You know, we, we were always having conversations. I like, it'd be a great opportunity for people to eavesdrop on our conversations. <laughs> right, man. I always walk away from our conversations feeling really lit up. Uh, to, to either jump back into the business or jump into life at a higher level with you. So uh, we, we get into some deep philosophical conversations around uh, a lot of in- interesting uh, things. So just to really kick things off, man, what did you have to sacrifice to get to this level of massive success that you've reached online and with your business? Like what are a few things? Because I know a lot of people right now know there's something they need to remove from their life. Uh, but they don't know exactly what it is. And if you could really share your journey, I think that would make you real human because we sometimes we put people on platforms and yeah. go, oh, they have millions of followers and all this and that. But like, really, you had a journey, man. I remember you sharing parts of your journey. So what did you have to sacrifice to get to where you are today? Well, most definitely time was a big sacrifice. I mean, how can you sacrifice time? It's not going anywhere. But I mean, time allocated to other things. Uh, friends, I had to sacrifice friends. Well, I mean, I didn't sacrifice none of them literally, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but you know, that's it's a, a racy, little... <laughs> racy topic we're going into. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, but you know, it's it's a lot of things to be honest with you. It was time, energy, effort. You have to, well, when you say sacrifice, I feel like I used certain things up. You know, when people right. ask me, Tim, how'd you get here? I was like, I was going to sleep when you're waking up. You wow. know, I sacrificed a lot of my sleep for two years. Yeah, I was at five a.m. typing away. You know, the sun's coming up. You know, and sacrifice a lot of good sleep i'll tell you that much and uh, friends most definitely they didn't go anywhere but that time where you spend going out having fun and doing things sacrifice a lot of that stuff because you know i had a goal to reach i had a place to get I had a marker to hit I had a checkpoint to reach you know so i was willing to get there regardless of you know all the emotional attachments to certain things and you know leaving those things kind of behind and focusing on what's real what i need to focus on you know and getting there it wasn't easy uh, but yeah, right. most definitely time and friends. And I, I never sacrificed family for anything. So my family's always been around me. Um, but most definitely sacrificed a lot of um, anxieties too, you know. Uh, <laughs> or, or put a lot of anxieties on the wall and hung up, you know, because I didn't have time for them. Right, right. Hey, man, that makes a lot of sense. I know that feeling. I, I remember my friends calling me a pussy uh, when I was first building Addicted to Success because I wouldn't go out to the clubs with them. You know, I wouldn't go out drinking. I, I uh, was staying in and working on the dream and nobody around me really understood it. 
Some supported, but most didn't. And uh, it's funny, I was saying in uh, this interview I had recently that now I'm the guy that pays for their drinks when we go out. Now I'm the guy that pays yeah. for the bill and, and I can do that. And I also come from a very loving place of like, how can I support you? Because I understand that like a lot of people don't uh, know the work and the sacrifices that are required to get to that level of success. So it's good that you've outlined this uh, in this interview. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, there's a lot more, but I mean, that's the most, you know, the crucial thing is most as a young entrepreneur who's not married, you know, from my perspective, yeah, it was time. Oh, we got a single man friends, here. You know? <laughs> hey, oh, ladies, you know. got a single man. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if I had a family, it'd be different sacrifices, you know, but, you know, right now as a single man, you know, it was easier for me to say in some areas compared to a married couple. Right. So, Tim, you have a massive following on social media in the millions, the multi-millions. How do you monetize this? Like, how do you really build a lifestyle of this? Well, I mean, number one is reputation, you know, in the business community, you know, you know how you go to school to get a degree, somewhat credibility, you know, here's the person for the job. So, uh, I build, uh, the first thing I had to do is build an audience, build a reputation, build credibility. And then people were willing to say, Hey, we've noticed you've done this. How can we mimic your journey and get there? And obviously good relationships. Uh, you know, I like to work with integrity. Uh, it's not a short short term game, you know. It's a long term game we're playing here. So yeah. I protected my reputation and make sure I provided what I said I was going to provide. Didn't bite more than I can chew, uh-huh. um, you know. Did my due diligence to do everything. So I just build a re- uh, I build a reputation around people reaching out to me. It wasn't easy. People had to trust us. And but I mean, uh, Joel, I mean, I connected with guys like you. You know, remember in the beginning back in the day, two years ago, where yeah. it was like we were. All like babies on Instagram, me, <laughs> Jason, Steve, you know, Joe Duncan um, before know. five a.m. Brad, Brad Jason. from Build Your Empire, a lot of those boys, yeah, yeah, we're all small, building our credibility, putting that positive content out there. I think that's what kind of did. It's been, I mean, it's been a phenomenal journey, but it was always that one client that trusted you, who was yeah. really successful, and then represented you to other individuals, saying, "Hey, Tim, did the job right." So then. That's why my phone doesn't stop ringing from people saying, hey, we've heard good things about you. We heard your demand for the job. And, you know, did it happen overnight? No, but one person at a time. It always takes that one referral, we'll just say, that one person to reference you, that one person to say, hey, Tim did a great job. And plus, I put myself out there saying, hey, I can help you if you're looking for this, you know. Um, Once that happened, people came in, and then I started help branding people. So the way I monetize, if people look at my daily dose they won't see that many shout outs because there isn't any it all happens in the background where i help brands grow their you know there's so much culture involved in the branding these days but i guess it takes a little bit somebody who's a little insightful of the of the future you know predicting and seeing cultural trends yes yes. and so i kind of captured that area of putting my making myself an expert trying to catch the next trend next wave and saying here's what we need to do to move forward here's what we can do for you here's how we separate you from the flock Here's how we make you look different than all the other Vaynerchuks and ties and all the cool guys, you know, yeah. how we make you look cool too. And we did that with a lot of brands. That's awesome, man. I remember you posted something recently that says a good reputation is more valuable than money. And I a hundred percent agree with that. I feel like that's the part that a lot of people miss. Uh, when you think about it, the way that the, like the future is going on, let's say even this industry of entrepreneurship, self-development, motivation, whatever you want to call it, right? Thought leaders, the way that it's moving is that it is going to be harder and harder or more challenging to market yourself because what is going to require from you is to actually have that reputation where people are speaking about you, not that you're speaking for yourself because there are so many people speaking for themselves nowadays, trying to market themselves. I was speaking with a guy yesterday who is an incredible guy in fitness, right? He's been in the fitness industry for like 18 years. He knows his stuff inside out, fully certified in many areas. And he said to me, he's like, dude, there are people out there that have that have jumped into this space for like two years. They don't even have a certificate or anything, any degree. And they're just really good at marketing themselves, right? But the, yeah. the quality is not there. And so all you've got left then is like either you get really good at marketing, but you have to under promise and over deliver or... You get really good in a space with that good reputation and think evergreen, think long term, think the long game. Like that's where really the wins yes. are. So, yeah, you're holding a good mindset. It's it's good to hear. Man. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's you know, I plan on doing this for a long time, Joel. And you know this too. If we were here to make yeah. a lot of money real quick, we'd make a lot of money real quick and say, "Hey, peace out, everybody on social media. We're gonna go chill in the Bahamas. We don't need the <laughs> internet. You know, we just took everyone's money. But I mean, we're not here to take everyone's money and go away. We're here to build a legacy." 
Uh, we're here to inspire. We're here to motivate. We're here to help other people come out the same path we are, pioneer some of the paths we have, you know? In our industry, we're pioneers. And you know that too. There's no college degree for this. There was nobody mentoring us on how to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, we pioneered this whole thing. Right, right, right. Exactly. exactly. It wasn't It wasn't easy, but hey, you know, uh, the pioneers are never easy. But look how many people are following our footsteps. Look how, look how many motivation accounts are on social media now. Look, look how many business entrepreneurs are out there, you know? Going back to the marketing things, I've seen people buy courses, Joel, that they don't know anything about and just regurgitate it and create the best marketing version of theirs and sold millions, you know? But they're not the expert in it. They just bought your course, Joel, for example, just did the same thing, re-recorded all the videos and sold your product as theirs because they're good marketeers. Right. And this is the thing, too, that I've discovered in my own marketing with you know my masterminds and coaching programs and everything else that we do that they, they don't buy what you have necessarily. Some do. Most people buy into who you are, right? Like they want a piece of you. They want a little bit of you to rub off on them because there's something about your mindset. There's something about your lifestyle, something that you've been able to do that they can't quite pinpoint what it is or even know the strategy of it or the, or the perspective of it. So they want a little bit of that with you. They want to spend time with you. And so what is, what is important? Working on your character, right? aligning with your principles and sticking to that and being consistent in that because that's what people see they see they see the the safe the sturdy the uh the courageous that's what they want man like so many people aren't confident i know you dude you're very confident i remember we, we were hanging out together uh we were out in uh where was the bungalow in, in santa monica the bungalows. And, and it was yeah. funny man we we're kind of in this moment and, and the way you were speaking and the way you showed up and the way you just like you just knew what you wanted and the way you you held yourself and carried yourself i, I just saw a lot of confidence oozing out of you how do you maintain your confidence well i mean it always comes down to knowing who you are what your cap- your capabilities are what creates you know creates insecurities you right. knowing that you lack in a certain area automatically makes you kind of be hesitant Huh. You know, think about it. If someone says, hey, Joel Brown, get on the stage and you've never been on the stage, you like in that area. It's going to click all the insecurities, all the bad energies, <laughs> all the bad vibes like, oh, my God, I'm about to faint, you know. But if that's what you're you know, good at and you've practiced and you're all you're going to walk on a stage like a champ, like you've already know what you're doing. Insecurities come from a lack, you know, a lack of whether knowing or being educated or having that whatever it is, you know, so. You know, anybody watching this area, if you're insecure about talking to a girl, it's because you've never really talked to her. If you're insecure about selling a product to somebody because you don't know how to do it, you know, you've never mastered, you've never experienced, you don't have practice. Uh, insecurities, I feel like, come from a position of not knowing, you know, uh, whether it's not knowing how to do it or not knowing what it is that you're doing at all, you know. So in life that I've noticed, that's the way I've been confident is because I've done those situations so many times. I've walked into massive crowds so many times. I've walked into so many hotspots and learn how to capture the attention learn how to create that energy where people are attracted to you you know and from a good heart too uh and people vibe that energy off of you amen position yourself that well yeah so important to have the right heart in place you know like today i was talking to patrick uh bet david i don't know if you know who that is that's my dude Uh, i love patrick yeah, yeah so i was talking to him and he said tim just talking to you for a few minutes i just realized that you're you're a genuine person and i'm like dude i got nothing to I got nothing to hide from you. I don't need anything from you. You know, I'm just being, ge- I, t- I broke down everything in a way. Like I wouldn't even make a dollar off of him. He's like, he's probably never heard anybody do a sales pitch like that to his life. He thought I was probably doing some reverse psychology on him or something, but I was not. <laughs> being, I was just being genuine, dude, you know? Right, right. I wasn't trying to manipulate him or anything. I was just being genuine, dude. Here's what we can do. Here's what my friends do for this price, that price. Like literally all the hookup prices. And he was like, dude, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, wow. I've never met anybody who talked. I was like, because I'm confident because you're going right. to come back to me because me being genuine, you're going to trust me. You're right. going to want to work with me. It's so important in that area too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how we got this topic, but I mean, yeah, being genuine is so important from the heart. And I hundred percent agree. I think that the payoff is just so much more when you are in the practice of being real. You know, there's so many people out there that are being fake and they're being rewarded for being fake. You look all over social media. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of it's a facade, right? I know a lot of these guys that are, uh, a lot of people say, oh, this, this, this entrepreneur is a multimillionaire or he's got this or that. And really at the bottom of it all, that person is struggling big time, but the facade is there, right? And so yes. we live in a culture right now where you, you said before identity, I mean, it's such a huge thing. It's like people are chasing somebody else's definition of success instead of claiming their own. 
And the reason why most people do it, and I've just discovered this pretty recently, I'm writing a book right now on vision. A lot of people don't have a vision that lights them up, a vision that keeps them, you know, on the straight and narrow, that gives them direction in their life, that keeps them disciplined. So therefore, what they're doing is they're adopting fragments of other people's visions that sound fancy and cool. And then they're coming up short because they feel like when they finally get to a place of what they think is an achievement, they feel empty because it wasn't for them. It wasn't the yeah, God-given gift. It was fragments of other people's and and based off the patchwork of other people's opinions. Their whole life is built off fragments of other people's desires. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, they're not genuinely who they are. You know, the funny thing is every single one of us has a very unique DNA structure. And every single one has a unique character. If I try to start acting like you, Joel, I'll be out of my, out of my place, you know? And guess what? People don't want to hang out with the same people. They want to hang out with unique individuals who have unique characters, who bring something interesting, you know? It's the same thing in business. Nobody wants to have 20 Joels and 20 Tims there. They want to have, like, all these unique personalities that creates life such an interesting community, you know? So the more we decide to be ourselves and add value in whatever environment we're in, with our identity of who we are, people are going to be more prone to be drawn to us. People think, like, oh, I got to act a certain way for people to like me. It's not true. Just be who you are genuinely and i'm saying like i mean if you need to educate yourself to have a better conversation be a better social socialite do that you know don't come in there like you know i can't say anything i'm really quiet my life's interesting you know that's it you know don't be a weirdo practice you know again in your character it takes practice Mm. one of the biggest things i do is i sit there every day and think about what did i do right what did i do wrong today how can i improve my personality i can improve my character do i need to talk less you know, in certain situations, do I need to listen more in these situations? Maybe I shouldn't have said that word. And every day I'm rebuilding my character to become the better genuine person of myself and being more, you know, professional and being who I am in my skin, not acting like somebody else, but perfecting me, perfecting the way I communicate, perfecting the way I do relationships, seeing where my errors are. And if more people focus on themselves in those areas, Joel, they're most definitely going to develop those skills of being them, you know, not practicing. So I can go watch a video and you know, memorize the whole freaking script and come out and act like that person from like a Les Brown speech, you know, but that's not me. But I can go home and spend two, three weeks in my room out and about practicing and seeing what's coming out of me, you know, and perfecting that and having that message come out instead of me taking a shortcut of trying to be somebody else. Right, right. And, totally, totally. On that note, before we forget, uh, I do remember you actually speaking on stage with Les Brown. Yeah, I did well, share a stage with Les Brown. Yes. That would have been awesome. Now, what it, we had Les, I uh, actually spoke with Les uh, about a month back. He's on uh, one of the episodes here on this Addicted to Success podcast. He was incredible. What did you ask him? What What did you learn from Les in that uh, conversation that you had with him? I, I mean, Le, I mean, the story, his story alone is so powerful. I mean, the energy, once I got there, he like literally hugged me like I was his kid, you know? <laughs> he literally they, like gave me that big old hug and big old smile. I was like, oh, Tim, what's up, you know? Just that energy alone of just like I don't know the hug the hug was enough Joel to be honest with him like right. it wasn't like I was lacking a hug I hug everybody but the man had a different hug you know like you know it was the first time meeting him and somebody that, you know normally you know how people hug sometimes they do like the whole hand out right right a little bit you know <laughs> a little bit of distance the between like, the pelvis <laughs> yeah yeah but he was literally like didn't care you know we get there he grabs me real quick brings me right next to him he's like hey how are you Tim how's life how's How's life treating you? How's God? And I'm like, good, bro. And he's a Christian fellow too. So it was just right. great God conversation with him too. I mean, the guy is in a position, Les is like in a position in life where I'm not going to say he's fully developed, but he's found out who he is and what he's living yeah. for. And you could tell when you talk to him and he's, and that alone inspires you to become who you are. You know, I mean, his story about mm-hmm. his childhood teacher and his brother and his mom and all that, that he's going to speak on stage will make you cry. If no one's ever heard of that story, that's a, it's a very powerful story. You will never be the same after hearing that story. He had the whole room in standing elevation. Half the people were crying. The other people just couldn't stop, you know, clapping. I mean, it was just, but no, Les Brown is a, I mean, he's one of the, like T.D. Jakes is one of my guys too. Les Brown, T.D. Jakes, I put him almost oh, yeah. in the same category. Very inspirational, God-fearing, motivational speakers who really uplift and encourage people, you know. And that's kind of like where my heart's at too. I want to reach that area. I feel like you would really vibe with uh, Miles Monroe as well. He, he's a Christian, like he's a uh, Christian evangelist uh, speaker, but he is so powerful. Les Brown told Miles Monroe 
that I think you are are an even better speaker than me. That's what Les told him. Really? Uh, Miles Monroe died a few years back in a plane crash in the Bahamas, which is sad. Uh, very powerful man. And uh, he's good friends, or he was good friends with T.D. Jakes and uh, and Les Brown. And they just, they have that passion, man. They have that soul. And, and I think that that really comes from, like you said, knowing who you are. Uh, when you know who you are, the world just moves out of your way, man. Like, it really, I think that like when I really tapped into more of who I who I am and aligned with my vision, things started showing up that I never expected. Uh, and they started showing up because I, I had this certainty about me and I just walked straight into the room. I went for what I wanted. I asked for what I wanted. And, and the same thing happens with you when I see you in conversation, when you're negotiating deals or you're, you're looking uh, for ways to help your clients. I've heard you in conversation before and you just have this like, it's you just know what's on your tool belt. So, Tim, what are some tools that you utilize to really uh, develop the success in your business? Like, what are maybe two or three things that you would say an entrepreneur really needs in their tool belt to succeed in the business world? Well, you know, like my dad always said one thing to me. He said, your mouth can do a lot more than your hands can. So, communication is one of the most powerful things. I mean, you know, from the creation of the world said, God said, let there be light, let there be this. Communication's always been a powerful tool. That's from a Christian perspective. Again, in a human perspective, obviously we communicate every day in our workforces. So your communication skills is going to be one of your most powerful tools there is. Because you know what? If you need someone to write for you, you can always someone to type for you. Someone just but when it's time for you to talk, Joe, Joel, you got to do the talking. You know. So number one thing I believe every entrepreneur or any human being who wants to be successful in any area of their lives, whether relationships, business family, whatever, you know, whatever you're doing, communication is number one. If you know how to talk, if you know how to speak, if you know how to articulate your message, you're always going to be ahead of the curve from everybody else, whoever has skills or not. Because communications, we've been fooled by people who could be smooth talkers. You know that. It's a very powerful tool, <laughs> a very powerful asset. Right. You know, because women have been fooled by sweet talking guys. Guys have been fooled by business deals by other guys, you know, have been There's smooth. There's some you know? so, vipers out there, dude. You got to be careful. Yeah, but I'm so, <laughs> So communication is one of the most powerful tools. And number two to three, I'd go back and it goes to maybe personality traits. It goes to having integrity and having a value system because those two things will balance your communication. If you have integrity and a value system, you'll be careful on manipulating and lying. from your, Because once that communication activates, the rest of the work in the back end is whether it's hand labor, mental labor, physical labor, whatever it is you're going to do, some kind of, you know, logistics, whatever it is, you can always organize and do. But those three things I think is really important for any person is having a good communications uh, method, whatever it is, having good, having integrity and having a value system, what you value. Those three things you can utilize anywhere in your life as long as, and it goes, goes back to your identity, it goes to your personality traits. But when it comes to communication, it takes practice, Joel. Um, you know, when I was on the phone today, Sometimes it's like, it's not pre-planned, you know, it's not like you get on the phone and like, I have a script to read. Hey, David, Patrick, I mean, Patrick, but David, here's my script. I'm going to read to you and it's perfected. No, dude, the guy could tell if you're bullshitting him, you know? Right. Obviously, if you're going to, if you're going to deal with the green pea, you know this, you know, if you're going to deal with the green pea, whatever you say flies, you're going to deal with somebody who makes a billion dollars a year, for example, you better watch what you're saying, you know? So you better be a little more, you know, professional and better have a better communication out, outlet that you have set up. So I go back to the saying communication is really vital because our, our relationship is built on communication. You know, I don't owe you nothing. You don't owe me nothing, Joel. It's the way we show, you know, our communication pattern, whether love, support, encouragement, that's built our relationship in the same way in everything else in life. Except, you know, my heart, mm -hmm. you know, my background. So, you know, it's all coming from the right place. Other people don't know. So when you build that level of integrity and value system and you communicate that information out the way it's supposed to be, whether in business, relationship, family, friends, you're becoming a very strong, powerful asset. You know how, you know, back yeah. in the day, not, not even back in the day, sometimes, and you know, the audience who's watching this right now probably has realized this too. Sometimes you notice somebody walk in the room and they're being vibrant. You know, they're somehow this person is shining, like standing out. What is it about him? Obviously he knows who he is. Number one, he's walking in confidence. He has a value system, which he's probably not going to bend because you could already tell by his walk and the way he has a style set up is predetermined as soon as he opens his mouth you could tell everyone's like who is this person we want to get to know him. he most definitely has those three things in him him or her to have great communication to have integrity which creates structure to have a value system that helps him walk in certain patterns you know in life 
that's created that energy flow. You know, people say the universe, the energy and all that, but I mean, it's, it's your spirit, man. You know, that's who you are. You build up, you found out who you are and you're walking in there. Those, that's, those three things are so important, Joel, having a great communication because, you know, you can ruin somebody by saying something or you can build them up. It's worse than like mm. doing other things to people. Yeah. Uh, you know, so some people say they'd rather have died instead of heard somebody say that, you know, we've heard a lot of those things that, Oh my God, I, you know, can you backstab me? And literally backstabbing doesn't mean you did it. Someone said something, you know, I heard him. So communication is so important. Right, right. Yeah. You um, pushed this on me recently. You said uh, something along the lines of you deserve the love you keep giving to everyone else or you keep trying to give yeah. to everyone else. And it's true. It's like hurt people hurt, you know, at the end of the day. And if you really are looking at building, if you're looking at expanding, if you're looking at connecting, it can only come from love can't come from any other place it can't come from greed it can't come from envy you know uh, uh, unrealistic uh expectations or heavy competition it has to come from i genuinely love this person and really want to help them and that's being of service how do you give back what's your biggest way of giving back right now with your business the, the way i give by the way i give back right now to be honest with you, joel is i i communicate with everybody like one person told me, he's like, Tim, what the hell? Everybody can get a hold of you. I'm like, yeah, because I'm open source. And I remember you asked me that question and somebody else asked me a question before about what's your passion? Human beings. I'm passionate about human beings. I love human beings. When I see a smile or something, I, I know where I was at two, three years ago. And before that, of course, I was in the health industry for 10 years. But when I, when I was coming up, nobody wanted to help me. I was like, hey, how do you do this on Instagram? How do you do that? And you know, we were at the baby stages. Nobody wanted to help. And then I realize now that I've actually gone above and beyond those stages. Now I'm understanding the marketplace. I'm understanding a lot of different things. So when I see someone struggling and they'll send me a message, I'll get on a phone call with them. Like, they're like, I can't believe I'm talking to you. And I'm like, well, I can't believe I'm talking to you. You know, we're having a conversation. And so the way I give back right now, I believe one of the most important things other than money, because you can't help out the poor and do things like that with my time. I give a lot away with my time. I spend at least two to three hours a day talking to somebody who's in, need of a certain area in their lives and things like that. Kind of like what you're doing coaching, which I would have loved to get reimbursed my time, to be honest with you, but I haven't had the opportunity to figure that part of the business out. But something like that, like somehow coaching somebody through something, you know? Right. Uh, right. Of course, I can't coach everybody. So if everybody's watching this, the show, uh, you know, with Joel and I, please don't message me. I can't coach a thousand people. It's going to be impossible. But you know what I mean? <laughs> Reach out to Joel. That's your man right now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've been, I've been giving back with my time right now right now just Love you know one of the, i think one of the most important things for me and my time is really valuable so right time and if you are in need there's systems out there we put out you know impact billions uh, all those cool organizations and you know business structures we have in place too right right well i mean look dude you, you've built a social media platform that has millions and millions of followers i i remember you creating a course or a program or a mastermind can you fill us in on that real quick just in case uh, people want to find out how they can do what you oh. have done yeah, I did. I did create a course on about Instagram. As I haven't made it public yet. It was uh, released in a private network, Joel. Uh, but if your audience is right. interested in it, I can I can you know help you uh, or you know convey the message. Or it was like four ninety seven to be honest with you. Right, it's a four hundred ninety seven dollar right. course, uh, but it's not to the public. We haven't opened it. It's been it's been in the it's been in the closet for about a year, but it's publicly open within a certain network. I haven't brought it out to the, our side of the industry yet. Got it. Got it. Hey, well, this is an if exclusive. anybody wants, <laughs> it would be an exclusive if if the audience watching this, Joel, they're interested, they reach out to. It'd be an exclusive for sure. Right, and you can follow Tim as well on uh, Instagram. So Tim K A R S L I Y E V. There you go. Yeah, there you go. D you know what? It's funny. Yeah. It took me like a good maybe year to get used to pronouncing your name. I was calling you like Castle Castle <laughs> Vey and Casible and all these. <laughs> Where are you but from? You What's your well, nationality? <laughs> so my, my dad's greek my mom's armenian i have two warm blooded both of them survived the 1915 world war ii um one of my great grandparents actually passed away in world war ii so you know little uh, struggles humble beginnings tough times um i'm pretty sure a lot of, yeah i mean look how much the world's changed in the last 100 years oh man it's a, it's progressing yeah. put it that way uh in a very interesting way that's for sure <laughs> yeah right well, you know like Life is good. I can't complain. You know, it's life is what you make of it. And, you know, let me say something before we move on. You know, um, 
And when people see the journey, they think it's easy, but you know, and when it comes back to that, having those traits of personality and character and all that, it actually helps balance. Yeah. Cause we're, we go up and down every day. My life is not perfect. I'm on sometimes emotional roller coaster rides thinking, why is this not working out? Why is this not working out? We don't have everything figured out. So if you're watching me or Joel or anybody else, I'm, we don't have everything figured out. But we re- we found a method to stay solid, to stay consistent, to you know persevere, to you know to be relentless towards our pursuit. We have our battles every day. I have my battles every day that I go up and down in. It's not easy, but you know what? I break through because I have people like Joel in my life or somebody I can reach out to, say, "Hey Tim, what's up, man? Snap out of it. Come on, bro. Look what you did last week. That was phenomenal. It's gonna happen again. You know. So we. You know, that's what we want to be surrounded by certain people and certain things because and build that strong character of knowing who we are, because that's going to help us ride this wave of life. You know, it's like a surfboard, you know, one wave goes down, you get back on another wave. There's not it's not a straight road where you're just going and going. Amen, man. Yeah, your association determines your destination. 100 percent. Remember one of my one of my other quotes, if you hang out with four idiots, you're going to be the fifth one, you know, Um <laughs> <laughs> there, there's another one if you put it what was it uh, you can't put a crown on a clown and make it a king <laughs> yeah you can't put a clown <laughs> people have tried man <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's a built up right but yeah I mean Joel you know it's not easy bro and you know it too uh, you know everything we've accomplished where we are today 10 year goals long term goals maturity goals look you mature first you're in diapers you're running around you know what I'm saying? You start to walk a little bit. You're still falling down, you know? Now you're running and you're still falling down. You're making mistakes. You know, you're maturing. You're learning a whole new different environment. I you know, that. I see my grandparents. My grandparents are still making mistakes. They're 100 years old. You would think they would figure <laughs> have figured this out, you know? But they don't, you know? But right. it's a journey. It's a life. People forget that. They think life needs to be like, you know, straight. You can learn a lot from old people, man. I'll tell you that. My mom oh, is an sure. aged care nurse. And when I was six years old, I used to get dropped off at her work before my dad would pick me up after school. And I'd be there for three hours hanging out with like 94-year-olds and 100-year-olds talking about life. And uh, I think it's a great way to stay humble and grounded when you hear like these war stories. You, know, you said that your grandparents went to war. You you have that that inspiration. I mean, it's almost like an advantage, like this motivation. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about it too, like the uh, the immigrant mentality of like you've come and you know how good it is where you are. You're in America, dude. You're in a land of opportunity. So you know where you came from. And as long as you keep that in your mind and know that like you're representing that, that lineage and you're going ahead with legacy, uh, you, there's no excuse to, to go out there and really take hold of what's in front of you. Yeah. I'll tell you something. My my dad came to this country to the United States not knowing a single word, right? You know, and worked yeah. and you know and built a house. You know, got a five hundred thousand dollar house, which is phenomenal. You know, for a guy who came to this country not knowing owns a house. Most people in this country don't even own a house. You know, think about it. You know, came in and worked hard. He said he was wearing the same pair of pants for ten years straight. They was patching it up and expanding it out and all that stuff. He's like, you're so fortunate to not know which jeans to wear. You know, where to eat. My grandma said she used to stand in line to get a loaf of bread. Like, what the heck? I've never heard of that one, you know? Like, 3 a.m. Oh, man. <laughs> like, you know, they, you know, you hear their stories, and you're like, well, that's kind of weird, you know? We are so but fortunate. You know, Living in this day and age, so fortunate. Like, you're making money online. You've got, you can reach millions of people through your Instagram, through your social. Yeah. Uh, our grandparents can't even wrap their heads around that. No, they're like, what is that? yeah (laughs) Tim Tim, what would you say what would you say has been your greatest achievement in business as an entrepreneur and what do you believe was the catalyst for that like I mean yes mindset because we talked a lot about the mindset and the character identity and integrity but but maybe like a move kind of like a strategy or a step that you took where you had this realization and it broke you through to be able to get to that next level in your business yeah so one of the main things that I've learned is relationships and when I say relationships, because when I was going, when I was in the healthcare industry, nobody wanted to help us. Healthcare is like a what piece of pie and every pie is taken. Think of it this way. is one baked pie and every pie is taken. And you're the new guy in town who wants to take someone's pie. Nobody wants to give you their piece of pie. That pie tastes really good. You know, it's, it's grandma's best, or, you know, however you want to look at it. <laughs> so I realized one thing. I had to build relationships where someone said, oh, here, Tim, would you like a bite? A crumb. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
especially, I mean, you know, of course, in the industry we're in today, people pioneer in new areas and build new trends, new business models and things like that. Right. But when you're coming to a multi-trillion dollar industry like the healthcare, which is one of the most competitive industries, which is one of the most bureaucratic industries. And the reason I'm using this example, because I want people to understand that if you can make it in the healthcare industry, in a certain certain industries, you can make it in any industry. Right. And healthcare was one of the most, it took me five years to break in relationships where someone said, we're ready to give you a contract, Tim. You know, it was like five years I was knocking on the same door, you know, trying to get in. And it's all controlled environment. This is not the freedom environment where you're saying, I'm going to go jump off this, this, this tree and do a video that's going to go viral because I'm going to fall to my death. You know, this is not that industry. This is like, we don't care if you fall off the tree and die. You're not going viral, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you must have been like a kid. You must have been like a little kid in a candy store when you got into this space that you're in now because that would have just felt like a dream world to you stepping into it and yeah. going, damn, I've got so many ways and moves that I could pull to, to, to really make this happen. So it, it, that's good. Yeah, man. it was up. Yeah, now it was up to me to do to create. Other times, everything I did still depended on other human beings saying, here's my signature. Right. Here's, you know, right. my way in, you know? Yeah. And the reason I'm using this example because relationships were so important in this arena. And I and everything I've achieved today, Joel, I go back and I give credit to my health industry experience. Every yeah. corporate yeah. every corporate doggy dog shit that I've learned, excuse my language, all the horrible ways people treated people that I've learned, you know, and seen and how to open doors that are closed, how to get into political arenas and make moves. I brought all that to the social media world and I said, dude, I'm a pro at this shit. I'm going to move around in social media up and down and, ca you know, cast my net as far as I can and capture as much fish as I want. It was not an issue. Over there, they told me you can only have two pieces of fish, Got one it. piece of, you know, it was more controlled, but it was relationships, taking people out Whoa. to lunches, taking them out to dinners, checking up on them, seeing how you're doing. It's so important. People forget that other people are the ones who give you money. Right. That's people true. Yeah, That's people true. forget that people give you money. Like you have to nurture relationships. You have to nurture money. You have to nurture everything. Nurture contracts. Nurture everything. Mm. Yeah, I remember Gary Vaynerchuk saying to me that it's not about how much money you make, it's how you make your money. And it was so deep, man. Like it's something I definitely needed to hear. I was always about like impact in that, but really it was just a reminder of like not falling into the trap of trying to play the game like so many other people are playing. And what I do remember, uh, Gary, so like I would meet with a lot of these guys that I interview and, you know, meet at events that I speak at, uh, people like Gary Vaynerchuk and Grant Cardone, Ty Lopez, Jordan Belfort a good seven years ago when I, when I was mentored by him. And so every single one of these guys kept saying to me, man, it's, it's like, and every, I'm sure there's so many people here that can relate and even you, Tim, where you're told the same thing over and over and over and over and you're almost bypassing it because you're like, that's the unsexy, uncool thing. I don't want to do that. You're trying to look for everything else. But they kept saying sales, 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 like pick up the phone, meet at, at the coffee shop, like, you know, be there and be in, in front of their faces and deliver value. And I kept hearing it by like all these guys that are crushing it. But I kept trying to bypass it to go to other things. And a good two, maybe two years back, I finally launched the course. I put applications out, uh, application uh, system out, and people were applying. And then I would call them on the phone. I had like a six-figure week in the matter of uh, like, it, it was like maybe like eight days. So it was just over a week. Six figures, man, in like eight days. And I was like, ah, oh, interesting, right? Because I was having multiple six-figure years, but it took me a year to get there. Then I had a six-figure week. I was like, ah, interesting. But really what it was, was the sales, man. And it was also all of that uh, relationship investment that I had made for so many years that I didn't know was just sitting there waiting for me to collect. Uh, people were coming, man, and saying, yes, 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 because I delivered so much value and cared for so long that they, they were yeah. like almost waiting for me to put something out. I just needed to get on the phone with them and show them that I actually do care. Even though you can yeah. see on the surface I care, it's like getting in conversation and hearing the words that someone's saying and knowing that they care. And that makes such a difference. And, and it does. You say the same thing for you too, man. Like, you know, man, that sales is really the thing, right? Like, no money moves yeah. until money comes in. And I, I have people all the time that talk to me and they're like, oh, they're struggling with a part of their business. And they, they're always looking at like saving. Oh, how do I save? And I said, dude, sales not your pro, uh, saving's not your problem. It's sales. How do you make yeah. more, you know, but do it in the right way. 
so you can give more back so that you don't have to stress. You can actually build a business based off what you really want instead of building a business because you're stressing about money and you needing to make money. So, well, I mean, look at in the social media industry, like the three C's, you know, click, capture, convert, you know, <laughs> look, hook, took. It's look, so, hook, so took, robotic, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just straight up, you know, click, capture, convert, you know, you want to get people to engage you by the message you're presenting, you know what I'm saying? You want to capture their attention by whatever message is in there. If it's a click, you want that, whatever you create to convert somebody into a client. And it goes same thing with relationships and mentality. And this is maybe what we're talking about, right? And what I just said, maybe it's put from somebody who's trying to do some sales on social media or on Facebook ads and things like that. But you're right. Sale without sales, you're never going to succeed. Every major corporation today, including Apple, Facebook, Google, they all have a powerful sales force, Joel. People talk about, oh, I want to have a business in the cloud. I'm like, sure you do. You're not going to be a billion dollar company like Apple or anybody else. You need to have a brick and mortar sales team in a location that specializes in something. So anybody out there telling you they're going to be a billionaire, unless they're, even PayPal has a sales team. I'm just, you know, they're in the cloud. Right, right. Everybody, if you're watching this and you think you're going to have a billion dollar company, maybe there is one I haven't thought of yet. But if there's a billion dollar company out there that you know that doesn't have a powerful sales force at some remote location, making phone calls or doing things, you're not going to be there. Every company needs that. Yes. There's a limiting. You're not your only sales force either. You're not going to sell 5,000 cars in a month if you had a dealership, for example. You need a team. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> unless, yeah. you, unless you're Grant Cardone. <laughs> yeah, Grant Cardone makes a phone call, man, and like 10 people buy a car. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's what it is, Joel. I've, I've noticed the sales. And that's one thing, actually, I've been uh, lacking in myself in that area is I'm an independent sales force. Because you know what? I'll tell you why. And a lot of people might be at the stage right now, too, because right now I'm in a position of nurturing my brand, creating a reputation. So I'm careful. I don't want some, you know, Swazi, Rico Suave guy making phone calls on the behalf of my brand and like ruining relationships. So I'm really careful on how I nurture the next five years of my company and how we establish our relationships and build that, you know, credibility and integrity in the business. But after that, of course, I'm going to have a powerful sales team in place to help take my business to the next level. You know, you mentioned Jordan Belford. You know, uh, he came out with a clone that's not even in the, in the marketplace, and I might be the one running the whole show for him. And guess what? If I didn't have that reputation, Jordan Belfort's boys down in the UK would never contact me, Joel, which right. blows my mind away saying, how are you guys getting my numbers? You know, how are you guys getting my phone number? It's that reputation from one person. It's so important for you yes. to have a good reputation, whether in sales or whatever it is you're doing. Just ha- be a good person. Yeah. Of course. Of course, being nice, sometimes you lose, but hey, guess what? You'll win a lot more than you lose, believe me. Amen to that, brother. You know? So, so, so Tim, we've talked about the, the uh, mental, the emotional, and the physical. Let's go into the spiritual before we wrap up this call. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite part. <laughs> I know it is, and that's why we're going into it. So, you're a man of faith, and so am I, and we have some really incredible conversations around this. But what I do find is that a lot of entrepreneurs that are of faith, uh, they have this kind of, I, I don't know if you call it like spiritual guilt or something like that, where they feel like they can't kind of have it all uh, because they have to just walk in faith. So how do you kind of balance that? How do you stay in faith in your business and how does your faith play a part in your business? Well, I mean, number one, I know I'm a human being, you know, I, of course I make mistakes, you know, sometimes you scream, say right. something I shouldn't say, I know I'm human. And I know, mm-hmm. and I know the creator of the universe understands that because he created it this way anyway, you know? But yeah. that's not no reason for me to act like a fool or anything. But I, the balance I have is basically just knowing that, you know, that I have, a, I have a dad figure. You know what I'm saying? And my dad loves me regardless of who I am. And I know I can go back to him not saying like, hey, I got to stay away from you, dude. You know, I, I screwed up. How can I go home and face my dad type of thing? No, I know I can go home any day even after doing what I did and talk to my dad about it, you know? Right. Having Grace that open mercy. relationship. Yeah. Understanding that is really important. And of course, some people are insecure about sharing their faith and all that is because they're playing two roles, you know? You're vocal about it. You are very vocal. Yeah. I see it on your Instagram account and you, you don't shy away from it. What do you believe yeah. has really, like with your faith, what do you believe has really been a, a great element or even like a powerful, uh, powerful part of your faith that has really helped you to propel as an entrepreneur in this space? Well, I'll tell you what, what happened to me a few years ago, Joel, is like I grew up in a very conservative Christian family, like super conservative. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, hell no, you shouldn't be at the, 
for example, at the club, or you shouldn't be having that beer type of thing. You shouldn't be in a relationship because, you know, it's going to happen. Don't bring a girl over, for example, you know, like super conservative and all of the, all of the religious jargons that comes along with it, you know, uh, that there is all the weird, I, I call it the weird Christians, you know, the weirdos kind of, it's kind of weird, dude, you know, um, I had a, basically I, I had a, a stressful time in my life when I was in the healthcare industry and it made me go back and, um, break down my whole belief system. Like literally, what do I believe in? Why do I believe in? Is this real? Is this fake? What is this stuff? You know? And what I realized was that my identity had been altered. I didn't know who I was right. in my faith and being who I am. So it goes back to identity. So in bi- the reason I have been successful at what I'm doing, it is number one through God's grace. Of course, a lot of human effort and a lot of energy behind it, but you know, there's been favor over my life, but it's because I started to identify myself with who I am and who my dad is. For example, if I know my dad's a king, obviously I'm a prince. You know what I'm saying? If I know my dad's pretty rich, obviously I have access to money. You know, if I know my dad has a car, Hey dad, can I use your car? You know what I'm saying? So I realized all the things I have because of him, you know, not all the things I lack. Right. It's so I started walking in that. Yeah. So I started walking in the identity of that, knowing that I'm a son, I'm favored. I know that every door I knock will open up. I know every, every seed I plant will grow. You know what I'm saying? I know that mercy and favor will follow me everywhere I go, you know? I know that every promise under heaven and earth is given to me. So I started walking that identity. Then I noticed that every door I'm knocking is opening up. Somehow walking in a business business meeting, I have favor. Like for some reason, they like me more than another competitor. I don't know what it is. I wasn't as better looking or better communicator or maybe didn't have better style than them, you know? Somehow I'm getting a lot more uh, better favor than anybody else was. And that's the reason that all worked out that way, you know? And I noticed it was an identity crisis. Once I realized who I was, it opened up, you could say the universal people say the universe opened up to me, you know, but I know that I opened up into my identity into who I am and start walking and confidence and all that. And that's how I've been winning. If people want to know how Tim's been winning his industry is by identity. And that's why I told you the other day that the world is not having no other crisis other than identity crisis because people don't know what to do, who to become, who they are. They're so confused, and I don't want to get into like all the different things that might offend some people. But they're so confused in knowing who they are personality-wise. They're doing all kinds of stuff. They're confused because they don't know right. who. Like, if you don't know where you come from, you're going to be thinking like, "Where do I come from? You know, what am I doing? Where's my goals? Ambitious? Where's my heart? You know?" So yep. once I realized who I was and kind of where my it put me on a better like footpath on life and better decision making because I know life is short. I'm only here for a short period of time. And I know I have a goal and a purpose in life. And here's what it is, because now I know who I am. If you're going to take 100 years to figure out who you are, oh, my God, you'll be dead by then. <laughs> right, right, right. How right. you know? We spend the first half of our life learning things and then the second half undoing most of it to simplify and go back to the basics and go back to the origins of, like, what we have discovered, right? It's, it's interesting life in itself man it's like we think we got it all worked out and then all of a sudden we come across something new we're like nope didn't know everything <laughs> yeah and that's where I came up with Joel you know when I said you didn't know when you say you didn't know everything this is where I came up with the quote that says your imagination is your only limitation because you know everything you know whoever's watching this right now and including you know I and you you and I is that we have forecasted our future according to what we can predict the possibilities, you know, you're saying, Oh, I could sell 10 million copies of that book or 20 million. You could see that happening. It's a realistic goal. It could really happen. But guess what? When I came to the position in my life where I was forecasting that way of what my success looked like, like the ultimate success that I've had, like hooray, pop three bottles, you know, for example, yep. God, every time the creator universe always blew my mind away and said, Oh, that was just limited thinking. Tim, let me show you what I got for you. So I was bigger. like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and I said they're like, oh, shit, what just happened, dude? I did not see that coming. And that's what, it, and that's what when it comes back to the identity thing, Joel, we are spiritual beings going through a human experience, not human beings going through a spiritual experience. People forget that. And a lot of things on this planet, it's kind of weird. You know what I'm saying? Earth floats in the middle of the air, you know? Like, there's divine interaction in our lives. There's a lot. Sometimes we need that miracle in our lives, you know? So even though you're starting a business, you're doing everything the way you're supposed to do it, and you're like, why are things not working out? I'm doing the same right. thing, X, Y, Z. That sometimes you need that extra favor over your life. I'm not saying God's like hocus pocus and he's going to make a boom, you know, let's look, hook up Stacy or Tim, you know, but, but you need that 
positive energy, supernatural spiritual life, you know, connection to God and the universe that brings favor, opens doors for you that are closed. You know, some doors are closed, one open, and you need that divine intervention. How many times do we have to ask a friend to ask another friend for a favor? For example, hey, bro, can you talk to so-and-so for me? You know, I'm not saying it's that I'm not saying it's that remedy, but it's almost like in the spiritual world. It's like almost someone else is opening that door for you, you know? It's helping you access that. <laughs> that was your uh, kickoff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I've noticed that from my life is I've realized that, you know, s- some things in my life I can't explain. There's been, yeah. I've been, I've had miracles after miracles. And if any, if people go back and look at their own lives, they'll realize their own life's a miracle too. It's it all. Is. I, dude, I've seen so many prayers answered. I've witnessed so many miracles before my eyes. I've witnessed the dark side of life, the good side. It, it, for me, it's undeniable, as you know. Um, I love it, dude. And it takes a lot of trust, trusting and believing as well. And sometimes we like we ask for something and then it doesn't show up. And then you've got to understand that sometimes there's these course corrects. You know, like we can do only so much in the space and the rest of it, we do need to leave up to that spiritual space. And uh, it's funny, it took me a long time as a type A personality entrepreneur, I liked, to, I liked to control everything, but I had to also, once I witnessed so much in the spiritual space, I, I then had to realize like, oh, it isn't just all me, there's something else going on here too. And you either partner with it or you go against it, right? And I was partnering with with the light of it all and and uh my life is shifted in so many ways so i can hear the shift in your voice i can hear the passion yeah. behind it the faith in you and it's just so awesome to see man dude thank you so much for jumping on the podcast we need to wrap this one up i gotta bounce for to, sure, uh, to a, uh, a mastermind session but just before uh we wrap up this call i wanted to ask you where can we find you online Oh, you can follow me on Instagram at Daily Dose or Tim Karsliev, T-I-M-K-A-R-S-L-I-Y-E-V, or on Facebook, same places, same thing. So I just kept it simple. Uh, but social media would be the best one. And if you guys are going to be messaging me, message me on Facebook Messenger, please. It makes it a lot more easier communication for me. Um, just if anybody's watching us, they want to reach out. Awesome, Tim. But, yeah, so Joe. much. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you, dude. Uh, blessings upon blessings. Thanks a million. Before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you this one last question that we end every interview with. And the question is, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? My last 30-second speech would be almost like a selfish speech. It would be more like I did every – it's almost like when Paul said, I ran the course, I kept the faith. And I did it, but it's, it'll be more like the entrepreneur version. <laughs> I did everything. <laughs> I did everything possible in life. I experimented. I tried things out, of course, in appropriateness. I gave it my all. And when I lay there and pass away, I want to. I want to be like I used up every inch of this body to do whatever. Every energy, every blood, everything that I've had, my sweat, to really give it max to life. You know, whether the good times, to family, to relationships, I unconditionally loved. I unconditionally helped, you know, like I gave it all because when I die, believe me, we're not taking nothing with us. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm going to say, I'm happy I made a hundred million dollars. Peace out. Y'all, you know, it's not beneficial, but you know, I told my buddy, Joel, I said, when I die, I want to I want to sit there and tell you, Hey bro, I did everything. Mm. I have no regrets on life. I went broke. I made some money. I went broke. I made some money. I went broke. I made some money, but guess what? I had the hell of a ride. It was the best ride of my life. You know, just, you know, max out your life, max out the God, the life that God's given you. Don't hoard it. You know, don't be scared. You got nothing to lose. We're all going to die anyway. 